0: This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code REALSIMPLE at checkout to get 10% off. This episode is also brought to you by SkyFit, a brand new fitness app that streams studio quality workouts to your iPhone anytime, anywhere. Go to skyfitapp.com and enter code REALSIMPLE at checkout to get one month of free unlimited classes. Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. At this point in the show, we've met many people who found their path in life by pursuing some sort of creative project outside of work. The idea of passion projects is something I think about a lot, and I'm sure you do too. When you read about some 30 under 30 who was secretly developing an app or starting a viral blog or honing their artistic skills for a gallery all while working a 9-to-5 job, maybe you get a little jealous. Maybe you think, I could have done that. Whether you call them side hustles or passion projects, it's clear many of us crave the creative outlet that gives us the energy outside of work and ends up transforming into a full-time gig. With that in mind, today is the first in my side hustle series on adulthood made easy. For the next few weeks, I'll bring in people to hear how they balance work and creativity and learn from those who turned their passion into their path. To kick off the series, I'm so excited to introduce our first guest, the intelligent, talented author, Jessica Knoll, who you probably know as the author of Luckiest Girl Alive, a New York Times bestseller and soon-to-be movie under Reese Witherspoon's Pacific Standard Production Company, and Jessica also penned the screenplay. What you might not know is that she wrote the critically acclaimed mystery thriller while working as a magazine editor. So today we're going to talk to Jessica about how she balanced writing a novel while editing a magazine and what it was like to turn that novel writing gig into a full-time job. So welcome, Jessica. I'm so excited to have you here. And for those who haven't read your book yet, this will be a no spoilers podcast. Um, But we're mostly excited to talk to you about this transition from working in magazines to becoming a full-time novelist and what it was like to kind of balance those two things at once. Because it it does feel to me like it was a full-time job to have outside of your full-time job. Would you say that's accurate? Definitely accurate. (laughs) And how? what kind of made you think, I think mostly when I hear about people's side hustles or passion projects, maybe they're tangentially related to what they're currently doing, but to me it feels like editing and writing for a living and then writing a novel outside of work are really, really close. What was it like to balance two things that felt like they overlap so much? I mean, was that, did it make it more exhausting? How did you kind of separate the two during the day?
1: You're so right, writing and editing for a magazine and writing a novel, those two things overlap. And I actually found that it made it easier to kind of metabolize what I was doing on the side because I heard from so many editors that I worked with that had written their own books. Um, And had their own separate writing careers about how they were about their process and how they did this and how they went about getting a publishing deal and how they went about promoting the book when they still had a full time job. So I really had a very clear sense of how this would happen and what it could look like because I had a lot of great examples in front of me. That being said, it is they are two creative endeavors. What what ends up happening with an overlap like that is that you can burn out very easily. It's not mm-hmm. like you can make this very discerning shift between your day job and your side hustle. So I found I became a morning person. I had never considered myself a morning person. My husband can definitely vouch and say I am. I was never a morning person before this. Um, it, You know, in the magazine world, you don't really have to be in until nine thirty or ten or even ten thirty some days. Yeah, it's it's the greatest. It's the great. <laughs> it is the greatest. So. I used to use the morning to work out because I felt like I had you know, time to do it then. And I didn't want to do it at the end of the day. and I just decided I'm going to use that time to write because there's just no way at the end of the day I, I'm going to be at my best and my freshest after pitching and editing and writing all day long. So I started waking up around 6, 6.30 And I would write for about two to three hours and then I would quickly shower and and head to work and start my day.
0: And I think that that's such a good point of finding these these hidden pockets you don't real realize during the day. Not to compare what I'm doing even a little bit, because you're this best selling novelist with a movie in the works, but I started taking up calligraphy earlier this year, and I too have found that it's such an, because it's so energizing to me and creative to me, doing it in the morning. And there's like this whole hour in the morning I didn't realize existed because I was missing it because I was spending it snoozing my alarm. So there's all this time that you don't realize, and I hear that from a lot of people that they take advantage of, of the early hours. And it ends up invigorating them because they're doing something they really really love and are excited about
1: I agree and also you just feel like really fresh and you feel like there are no distractions at that time So even though I was only writing I mean still to this day I probably am not writing for any longer than I was when I had a full-time job Because I think you can be really productive in a really short amount of
0: time Sure. And something I hear from people when they talk about, you know, developing a, a side hustle or turning it into a job is it's because something was missing in their day job and they needed to fill some kind of creative void, intellectual void. There was something they weren't getting. But given that you were writing all day and, and then your side hustle became writing, you know, was there a void that you were trying to fill or, or, or what kind of sparked the interest to write more?
1: I think it was not necessarily a void; Um, it was actually fear (laughs) that got me. Okay,
0: (laughs) a little a similar void, but just different.
1: (laughs) It was really feeling like I needed a plan B, like I needed a backup. I had reached a certain level in my career, and I started looking around and I started thinking about what my, you know, trajectory was going to be from here. And at the time, um, at the time, I started writing the book. I was working at Cosmo and we had just gotten a new editor-in-chief. Kate White had been the editor-in-chief for 14 years and I had worked under her for four years. And then Joanna Coles came in and she made it very clear that she wanted to make changes to the magazine and changes to the staff. And, um, it suddenly was like, my job wasn't, secure the way it had been in the past. Mm -hmm. I had to prove myself all over again. and, And thankfully, I was given the opportunity to continue to work there and to learn from Joanna, who was an incredible boss, as was Kate White. But it was something I had always I, I had always thought about, like, I'll get around to it someday. I'll write a book someday. And when that happened, I realized I can't just sit around and wait for this to happen. I I need to have, you know, kind of a backup plan I, in, in case, you know, this all goes to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really lit a fire under me. Um, and that was, I, I really attribute that to um, my motivation in sitting down and putting pen to page.
0: Everyone who's starting a side hustle, whether it's a blog or a book or a website or an app, needs a website. You need a professional website to tell people about what you're doing. Now, if you don't know how to code or you don't think you have the time or you don't think it'll look nice enough, I'm here to tell you all about Squarespace. Their sites look professionally designed and you don't need to know any coding. You can make it regardless of your skill level. Their tools are intuitive and easy to use and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. So start your free trial site today at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code real simple at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. For people out there, because I think writing a book is something a ton of people aspire to do. I know my mom calls me every few months and says, have you thought about writing a book yet? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't thought about writing a book like like it's like I barely can think about going grocery shopping. I haven't thought about writing a book yet. But I know it's something a lot of people aspire to have as their side hustle. So, can you talk a little bit about your writing process and especially how your writing process was specific to having that full-time job in addition and how that shaped what your process looked like? I really
1: didn't, I mean, in terms of like a process like outlining or research or anything like that. I didn't follow a course you know, that I followed in writing a story for the magazine. It was more just an exercise in writing in my own voice because when you write for a magazine, you Mm -hmm. are using the kind of house voice, which is fine and it's fun and it's challenging to kind of fit that and play with that, but that isn't naturally how I write. So it was actually very freeing to sit down and write something and to to, to know that like this wasn't, this didn't really have to pass anyone's approval. It just was something that I had to feel good about writing. And as long as it met my standards, that was all that mattered.
0: And was luckiest girl alive, the story you always had wanted to write or did that where you just like, I want to write something. And then luckiest girl alive came out of that. I always wanted
1: to write something. I didn't mm-hmm. know what it would be, but I had a sense of what of the type of book it would be, the type of character it would be, which I wanted her to be polarizing and, you know, And to be kind of a challenge to root for and to be a real character and to be flawed and to be honest, like so many of the women that I know and admire, who I feel like I just don't see... It's not that I don't see enough of them represented in books or on TV, but I don't see enough of them championed. So I really wanted to write a character that you might loathe at first, but then you come to root for. That was the big challenge for me. I just didn't know really what her story would be exactly or how it would all unfold. So I spent a lot of time thinking about that before I actually sat down to write it. So the story itself was, I I knew the kind of major beats of the story before I sat down to write it. But beyond that, like getting to those points was a very organic process. It just happened in the morning when I sat down to write and whatever came out. And however she got to that point, it was revealed to me that very morning. It wasn't something that I had, you know, kind of a prior roadmap of.
0: It's so cool. It's so cool to me to hear how authors came up with their process and their book, just because you read it and you think it just materialized out of thin air. And it's like, no, I guess it kind of materialized for you in a way too. But it's just really interesting to hear the, the behind the scenes of that. Yeah. Did Did you tell co-workers that you were working on this book at the same time, or did you try to keep those those two lives and jobs totally separate?
1: I tried to keep them separate, but not because I was worried that you know I, I wouldn't be supported or I might... Get in trouble because I was you know pursuing this other avenue. It was actually due to a story we ran in Cosmo when I think around the time I first started and it was titled why you should keep your dreams to yourself. That might not be the exact headline, but it was something to that effect. And the kind of nugget of wisdom of this story was that when you share your aspirations and your dreams with people, like say you want to run a marathon and you're like, I'm going to run a marathon one day. If you tell that to someone, inevitably they're going to respond good for you. Congratulations. That's awesome. And you get this hit of adrenaline because someone has congratulated you and you feel rewarded and fulfilled and you haven't even done anything yet. So Mm -hmm. that really resonated with me. And I was like, I don't want to talk about this until I have, I really have something here until I have like, 250 pages. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. even going to talk about this at a hundred pages because that's still too nascent to talk about, I think. So it was, it, I really kept it to myself, like not even my husband. Um, he knew I was working on it obviously because he saw all the blood sweat and tears I was putting into it but he didn't know what it was about my parents kind of knew I was working on it but again it really wasn't until it was finished and I got my book deal that I really started telling people about it and feeling like I, I had accomplished something and I had something to share with people
0: Right. And I think that a lot of people who develop these side hustles, if they turn them into a full-time job or if they leave their current job, it's generally because they were burnt out or they realize the job they're at, you know, isn't what they want. But it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong for you, you did like your day job and you did like where you were. But my guess is it just became too difficult to balance both. One
1: of the reasons I, I was actually very hesitant to Quit my day job and do this full time because I just, I think I'm just superstitious. I thought if I did that, the book wouldn't be a success and I would just look like a fool for thinking that, you know, I could do this on my own. And so even when I got my book deal, I was like, there's no way I'm quitting my job. I'll just make the two, I'll just make it work. But about five months before the book published, we got the advanced copies. And I just realized I wanted to be able to send out these, the copies to the media and to be able to say I was a free agent. I could write for whomever I wanted to write for. Um, There would be no conflict of interest in supporting me because I remembered when I was at Cosmo, like getting a book, I used to work in the books department when I was an editorial assistant there. And I remember One of the books that I brought to the attention of the editors was written by an editor at Glamour, and they were like, well, Mm. it sounds great, but we're not going to support a book by our competitor, and that always stuck with me, and I just what i didn't want to have happen is to have the book land in the hands of someone who said i can't support this because it's a conflict of interest and so that was really why i decided to to go solo with this and and i always just told myself if it doesn't work out you can always go back to magazines but you'll never get this opportunity back to do it right the first time
0: and what was that conversation like when you finally like had to talk to your boss and and say you were leaving to pursue this other path,
1: they were so supportive at that point. I was at Self Magazine, and the executive editor and the editor in chief were both very supportive. And they were both just kind of like, "We knew this day was coming. We hope mm. we hoped it wasn't coming, but we completely understand." Um, and so everyone everyone wanted to see me do my best. And if this is what it took, you know, for that to happen, then they were going to be supportive.
0: At the beginning of every month, I always say, I'm going to work out more this month. I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to become a morning person and go running every morning. I'm going to be able to run five miles in two weeks. And without fail, my alarm will go off at 6 a.m. and I'll just roll over and go back to sleep. I find it really difficult to get motivated to actually go to the gym and still have the energy to go to work, to see friends, to do everything I want to do and fit it all into one day. And if you're like me and trying to jump judge- Everything in life, the struggle can be real when it comes time to making time for the gym. Between the price of boutique fitness classes and managing a busy schedule, getting in a great affordable workout that's also convenient is almost impossible. Recently, I discovered a fitness app that is a complete game changer. And if you're into podcasts, you're definitely going to love it. I'm talking about SkyFit. It's a new on-demand fitness app with audio-based workouts that work with your schedule. You can take Studio quality classes like running, cycling, elliptical, and yoga with top trainers wherever you are at home, outside, at the gym, at a hotel, literally anywhere. You set the parameters of your workout, and Skyfit does the rest. You can even track your stats right within the app. Forget being stuck doing the same boring workout. With SkyFit, over 50 new classes are added every single month. It's like having a personal trainer right in your phone and being able to take boutique style fitness classes wherever you want and whenever you want. And the best part? For my listeners, SkyFit is offering you the first month completely free. Just go to skyfitapp.com and enter code Real Simple at checkout to get one month of free, unlimited classes. Even if you hadn't, you know, left and and created a full-time job out of it, what do you think having a side hustle brought to you as a person and brought to you, you know, as an employee and as a, as a writer?
1: I just look back on that time when I was writing the book as one of the most fulfilled periods of my life. It was all I wanted to do was write this book. Like any free time I had, I just wanted to sit down and do this. Um, and, you know, you hear... I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with the concept of flow and that Mm -hmm. you, you become really engaged in what you're working on. It's like considered one of the most kind of pleasurable sensations you can experience is to be really engaged in what you're working on. And I just felt like that constantly when I was writing this book and it's, you know, I'm working on the second book now. Oh, yay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a second book. I'm sort of there, but I'm not fully like in love with everyone yet you know? And so mm-hmm. it's like, I'm getting to that point of being really, really engaged with it. But I really think back on that time and like very wistfully, like, wow, that was such a, a great, you know, moment in my life. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really how I think of it.
0: Do you think that having that outside, you know, hobby or hustle made you like your, even though you ended up leaving, it made you like your job more?
1: Hmm, That's an interesting question. I never thought about it in terms of like that. I mean, I guess it just made me a more well-rounded person altogether, you know? And Mm -hmm. it probably really made me a lot more present in everything I did because it is such a novel feeling to be working on something that is so fulfilling that you feel passionate about. I think that bleeds over into other corners of your life too.
0: And just knowing, I imagine... That you have something that you have total, like you said, you have total control over. You control the hours you work on it. You control the content that comes out of it. You control where you are when you work on it. I mean, it really makes you feel, it's really, I feel like one of the few things in the real world that you are truly, totally independent about because it's how you're using your own time and it's based on your own passions and, and create creativity. Yes,
1: it is. That, that's, that all resonates with me too.
0: Yeah. So since you are the person to kick off our Side Hustle series, and I think you really, uh, for anyone to kick this off, I'm so glad it was you. What is um, one piece of advice you would have to someone who is nervous about starting something up, you know, hesitant because they're worried it'll take up too much time and they don't think they have time or don't even know where they would start about coming up with something? What's the advice you have about how to kind of develop your own passion project?
1: Well, I think the most difficult thing about developing your own passion project is that you feel a little silly about it in the beginning. You're kind of like, why am I going to bother doing this? No one's ever going to see this, read this whatever it is you're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And is this a waste of time? Is this all for nothing? Um, And I think that we have a lot of self-doubt. And it, you know, one thing I read, this was actually something I read in an interview with the author Candice Bushnell. She said that, you know, everybody has self-doubt and what kind of separates the people who actually accomplish things and who, who pursue these kind of passion projects are the people that have self doubt it's not that they don't have self doubt but that they push through despite that and so i think i would just say to anyone who is considering embarking on a passion project that like everyone has felt this way the, from the most successful person to the you know person who nobody ever saw you know the fruits of their labor everybody has felt like this is stupid why am i going to bother doing this and you feel like you don't have anything You feel like you don't know where to start. And so I think the advice is to just start and that it doesn't matter if it's bad or if it's embarrassing in the beginning, because everybody in the beginning is bad and embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, that I think I read something on Twitter the other day from Anne Lamont, who's a writer I really admire, and she and I really needed to hear this on this day. She was like, when you're writing something new, everything is so clunky and it sounds so awful. And you would just die of embarrassment if anyone were to ever read, you know, what you were writing. But every writer goes through this and you just have to keep going, even though it's bad in the beginning, because it will get better. And I was like, I really needed to read that today because it's (laughs) taken me about two hours to write one paragraph. Um, and it's just awful prose. Like it's just, Awful. So I think just knowing that everyone's been there, you know, and don't let that stop you.
0: Absolutely. And before I let you go, just why don't we let everyone know where they can find you on social media? Because I'm sure people will want to follow to hear about the movie and your upcoming book and everything you have, you know, coming down the pipeline.
1: Well, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Jessica Knoll, author. And on Twitter, I just have to, my phone is right here. I actually have to look up my handle. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're
0: Jess M. Knoll.
1: I think that is right. <laughs> not to, I, s-
0: not a- to be a total stalker, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that's your Twitter handle. Oh, that's
1: very funny. Yes, it's Jess M. Knoll. And then my website is jessicanoll.com. And I'm not sure when this is out, actually, but I, I go on my paperback tour in April. So if you go to events, you'll see all the cities I'm going to be in um, during the month of April. So if I'm near you, I hope you'll come out and see me.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today and all of your advice. We really appreciate it and best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode of Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me at Sam Zabel and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our editor, Tim Einenkel, and our producer, Kristen Meinzer. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe and review on iTunes and grab a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zabel, and I'll see you next time.